Hi friends, welcome to episode number 7 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your friend, with your host, Ishu Singh. If you're listening to this pod for the first time, Starting to Know Business is about exploring the unexplored depths of the business world because in the business world you are always learning and we are part of your learning process. So which one would you rank first? Is that going to be a funnel or is that going to be a website? Yes, there is a key difference between both. I asked the same question to Tardon and she gave me really valuable insights that funnel is important or a website is important when the person is just starting out. It's not going to be about only funnel and marketing. It's going to be about much more than that. Tardon is a profit coach. P-R-O-F-I-T. It's not that profit that you make. Yeah, of course, if you're going to follow her profit coaching, you will make that profit. But it's about the methodology that she has developed. And she's also a CEO of Creative Thought Solutions, where she helps other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and businesses. I can keep on talking, but I don't want to take all of your time just me talking, telling you the story that what she does. I want you to hear from her about the different insights that she's having about the marketing and business. So without further delay, let's welcome Tardon. Hi, Tardon. Welcome to the pod. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. I came across one website named as Creative Thought Solutions. Are you familiar with this business? Uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm actually very familiar with this company. (laughs) (laughs) I must appreciate you for putting your vibe inside your website. And literally, like when I saw the website, I was just feeling that, okay, it's exactly matching with how you are as a personality. So tell us about Creative Thought Solutions. Sure. So Creative Thought Solutions is a um, digital marketing agency um, based here in Cleveland, Ohio. And we we, we help a lot of Um, businesses who are uh, small businesses, medium-sized businesses who are looking to grow and scale their business through um, brand positioning, lead generation and conversion, um, web development, and uh, those type of things. So let me ask you this. So what is your process? How do you help the businesses? Do you help, or I want to ask you this as well, like do you help only solopreneurs or you only help established businesses? Yes. So I mainly work with people who are already established. So I work with a lot of, um, I work with entrepreneurs, but I also work with mid-sized businesses and organizations as well. And so people usually come to me when um, they they can't figure out why they're not getting customers or, or they're getting customers, but they're really, really overwhelmed and they don't understand uh, how they can make more money and uh, without spending so much time and being overwhelmed and frustrated in their business. Um, and then they also, they don't want to have to work so hard to get a lead. And so we teach how to do things from our profit formula. And this is something that I created because um, when I was starting out, I I just didn't know what I didn't know. I just started out and I, there was a lot of things that I didn't know. And so 
once I started gaining some traction and gaining some success, being, being able to scale up my business, hire people and everything like that, I was like, okay, well, what, what did I do? And what made the biggest difference in my business? And so that's how I, I came up with my formula. It's called the profit formula. And so it starts with positioning. Positioning is a huge key component mm -hmm. to being able to, uh, for people to know, like, and trust you. People have to know, like, and trust you in order to do business with you, in order to spend money with you. Um, but then the R is for, you know, knowing what your revenue goals are, knowing how you're going to attain your revenue goals with any type of marketing campaign you do or any type of thing that you're putting forward. And then the O, the O stands for having an offer that people cannot refuse. So your offer needs to really be an alignment. It has to be something that is so good that people, you know, have a hard time saying no. And because you're positioned right, you know, when you have the right offer, it's, it's a really key component to getting people to um, convert or know, like, and trust you. And uh, it's really about listening to what people need to and um, niching out if you have to usually niching out is the best way mm -hmm. so that people so that you are a specialist and you're not coming off as a generalist in what you do and then the f is for creating a funnel around it and so usually we create a funnel around you know the things that our clients are doing around their offers that they're offering and then um, i is for infiltrate when you have your offer when you have your positioning um, when you know what your goals are then you should be infiltrating the marketplace you should be people should see you everywhere um, I get I get so many messages from people that say I see you here I see you there like when do you ever rest but it's not me doing everything it's me having the right processes and systems in place and running things to the funnel that I have in place and then T is tracking the data a lot of times people take a guess and they try to guess to see like well what's working what's not working what should I um, do more of what should I do less of and they're not looking at the data so they're just making a guess, which is like throwing spaghetti up against the wall and hoping that it'll stick. Mm -hmm. um, and so with the tracking the data, it's really about looking at the metrics to see exactly how far away you are from the original goals that you set, what needs to be tested or what needs to be tweaked some more, and then doing more of what works and then less of what doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So from the from a marketing and branding point of view, what do you think the importance of customer avatar? And because if the brand doesn't know, or I would say brand or business doesn't know about who is their customer avatar, where do they hang out, are they studying, what is their age, what is their gender, if they don't know all these things, how they can market or brand their their business around that avatar? What do you think about it? I want to know about customer avatar from you. Like it's it's gonna be so hard to reach the customer or the potential customer, or it's gonna be a lot of miss and matches. Your company would target in one direction, but the customer avatar would be completely mistarget, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We usually put that within the positioning part. That's at the very, very beginning. So when we can't even move forward with building a brand until we know, you know, who is the person that you're trying to reach. Who, you know, what keeps them up in life? I have this, uh, I have this list of questions that I have 
my clients ask themselves so that they can really get to the heart of it. Like what, what is keeping them up at night? What is the problem that, you know, they be willing to do anything to solve? What is, you know, that, that client avatar, where are they hanging out online? Why are you on Instagram if your ideal client is on LinkedIn or if they're on Facebook? So knowing where they're hanging out and then some people, some people's ideals clients are not even online at all. So it's about really knowing. And, I, and that's what I tell my clients a lot as well is you have to not only know from a, a, a aspect of creating an avatar, but you have to also ask. You have to, once you start um, getting a feel for who your avatar is, then you need to ask them, you know, mm -hmm. what is it that you need or what is it that you're struggling with the most right now? A lot of people say, well, I don't know what to email the people when I get them on my list. And I'm like, why don't you just start off by asking them, you know, what are you struggling with the most right now? Because you're going to see that if 20 people answer that question, you're going to start seeing that some answers are starting to look similar. And then you're able to then take that so when you're creating your offers and when you're creating your ads, you have the right language to use to attract the avatar that you originally set out for, or you need to tweak it because sometimes you think it's one, one person that you're going after, but it's really, um, it, it may be a different demographic. And so it's really about honing in on who that person is intimately, you really, really knowing who that person is, being able to speak their language, being able to, uh, anticipate what their problems are and what you can offer to solve and position yourself in the marketplace as the solution to their biggest problems. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. So what about the ranking? What do you rank? Are you going to rank first funnel or are you going to rank first as a website if someone is just coming new to the business world and want to start from somewhere? Are, what are you going to suggest? Are you going to suggest a funnel or are you going to suggest a website? Yes, honestly, the way that things are going, I, I now encourage people, even if they are just starting out, to start with the funnel because the biggest thing that you, you have to do is you have to build an audience. You know, if you have no audience, then you don't have people to put your offer in front of when you create it. And so the best thing to do is to be, you, you have to start with building your email list or your text marketing list. You have to start with building that audience and you have to nurture that audience. Um, the attracting and the nurturing of that audience is going to come through a funnel because you're putting something in front of them that then you're exchanging, they're exchanging what you have to solve an immediate need for um, the email address or for, you know, your phone, their phone number so that you can then start nurturing and building a relationship and deepening the relationship with them and getting to know who they are and what they need and how you can really help. Like when you come from an aspect of, okay, I'm not just building an audience to have a whole bunch of people. It's like, no, I'm, I'm uh, positioning myself so that I can help people. So how can I help? The more you focus in on helping that audience, um, the better your offers are for your funnels. And so I always say to start off with a funnel that is building your list first, um, because websites are good, you know, they're, they're good for information. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you know, you can have key metrics and things on there, but it, it doesn't always work to get people to then um, 
take action like as far as going onto your email list or to your your text marketing list mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you just mentioned the point there that sending the emails nurturing the leads i want to ask you about the marketing automation like i'm going to give you an example on linkedin i get approached once in a while using the automation okay let's take an example i sent someone a invite on linkedin and that person is going to send me a message before the the invite get accepted how is this even possible or maybe that's going to happen at the exact same moment with kind of robotic message that's not personalized to me what do you think like what is too much automation and i'm just gonna take give you a take from my point of view if someone is going to do that with me i will never ever approach that person again or i will never ever reply to that person so what do you think marketing automation brings in more of customers or is that even good or what is too much automation yeah, let's take from there so i think too much automation is when like you said when it becomes tone deaf when it, it, when you seem like more of a robot than you do a human mm -hmm. and so um even with certain things like even when people um, maybe follow me on Instagram or, or things like that. I personally go to their pages and leave like genuine comments so that then, you know, they're like, wow, this is a human, you know, mm -hmm. or I will inbox people even when they share my things in their stories. And I'll say, thank you for sharing. You know, I appreciate it. And, you know, something from the heart, because even if I do have automations in there, I think the, I think it's really important because you know we have automation set up when people go onto our email list so then they're automatically getting those people know when things are a, a robot or they know when they're actually dealing with the person and so there should be some type of touch point in the initial contact phase with them so that they know oh, oh this is a human so even if they do go to an automation after that they know that they have actually made contact with you the person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on personal brands as well. Do you think personal brands are more important than the business brands? Or I won't say that because both are having their own importance. I want to ask you a question from a different point of view now. Like I want to ask you, like if I want to launch a business or if someone wants to launch a business, should they start from a personal brand? First, they focus on building their personal brand and then launch that product or a service or slash business or they should do the opposite well i think in the day and age that we live in now um we know the big corporations we know that and even with the big corporations they're now starting to use uh the brands of like representatives of the company if you think about progressive they have flow and so you know like and trust flow and you feel like wow you know i like her and, and so it makes you look at the company differently that it has a human approach so even if the if the larger companies know that that's important that they that they have that human touch there i think that um we should look at the way that things are done because they see something as well so even with myself i don't put my company out there first because anyone can hide behind a company mm -hmm. i start with my personal brand when people know like and trust me then i can say hey i have a company that can help you with what you're doing 
And so I believe in the personal brand because then people get to know me. I can share my own personal experiences along with my expertise so that people feel like, wow, not only does she know what she's talking about, but I feel like I know her. I feel like I know, you know, her family. I know that she's growing a garden. Like I just posted my gardening picture today. Mm -hmm. And so it's like people, when people want to feel like they know you so that when they reach out to you, um, they feel like they, it, it, it's already an extension of the conversation that you started with your personal brand. Yeah, 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 I agree. So I want to ask you, like, what, which one is your favorite brand? I was telling on the previous episode, I was telling uh, Dawn Foster, I was telling her that my favorite brand, or I won't say that exactly favorite brand, I, I like the way how they brand their or market their product. It's Nike. I like Nike because they tell people to buy their product, even saying that in words, that buy their products. They promote the lifestyle and people start buying their products on their own. And I like that. I love the power of that. What do you think? Which one is your favorite brand? Some of my favorite brands. Let me see. Who is my favorite brand? Maybe personal brand. It doesn't matter. Gary Vee. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Gary uh, because of the, the thing that I said, you know, he talks to you like he's kind of like a big brother yeah. um, and he's and he's schooling you on some game. He knows what he's talking about. But at the same time, it's like, wow. Um, you know, I feel like I know him because he does share personal experiences and he does do all of that. Um, who is another as I well? I caught you as, up there, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said, I, I caught you up there. Now you have to answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, well, who, who is a brand that I really connect with? Uh, I really like, I don't know if you know who Scott Olford is. Mm, I'm not sure. Scott Olford, uh, he's, he's well known in the marketing world. Um, and he, uh, he is like a, a big, he's, like I said, he is well known in his space, but at the same time, the way that he, um, he approaches intimacy with, it makes me feel like I could reach out to him. And then there has been times where he's posted something where like, I am going to reach out to him. And the, the cool thing is, is that even though he does have some automation mm-hmm. to what he does, he does do personal responses too, even though he has thousands of people, you know, that he's connecting with on a daily basis. Um, you know, if, if I reach out to him and just say something or, um, let him know what I thought about his post. He still has that human connection, but at the same time, like I said, he has tens of thousands of people on his email list and he has a, a large following, um, but he still has that human touch. So I would say that his, that his brand has struck me. Um, and then when he talks, even with his copy, even when he's sharing something personal and it does loop it back around to his business, um, you just feel like you're, it, it, it's such a, it's, it's a real human connection with that, with uh, another level of expertise. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm going to definitely check him out. So I want to ask you, how was the feeling when you actually started your business? Because when you start, you're kind of unsure that what's going to happen or what will happen to the money that I'm investing or maybe time in most of the cases or some of the cases I would say. So how was the feeling when you actually started this business? Completely. <laughs> I was completely scared because, um, first of all, I, I got fired on my day off from my job. Wow. Okay. And I had already been doing my marketing part time. 
Um, but then I was in the middle at that time, I was an executive producer of a show um, that was getting ready to start. And we were, and this was the first day of us doing um, the pilot episode. And so when, it, when I went to get, get my check that day, they told, they called me into the office and they fired me on my day off. And I'm just like, how does this happen? And so uh, then my partner at the time, he said, well, why don't you just go with your business full time? And I'm just like, no, no, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not ready to do this. And, uh, you know, I had three children at the time. They were a lot younger. And I was just like, I have to be able to provide for them. And yeah, I just, uh, I was just terrified of that. But here I am six years later, you know, a whole team. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just the company makes more now and maybe a single month than I did for a whole year at that point. Wow. And, and, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and so I look back like, man, it was terrifying. I didn't know what I was doing at all, but I wouldn't have traded that for, for anything in the world. And did you have all the skills required to run the business or oh, no. around the way? <laughs> I did not have all of those skills at all. Um, I didn't know what it meant to run a business. I didn't know what it meant to have processes and systems. I didn't know what it meant to, um, yeah, just all of the things that went into me learning like what it really takes to run a business, how to, you know, manage the financial aspect of it, how to have the, the metrics and the growth goals and the campaigns working and the automate, like I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs> and so all I knew, because I had just gotten out of school for graphic design, all I knew was, you know, how to design. I knew how to do design. I knew marketing concepts from being an intern. Um, at a marketing agency, but that was it. <laughs> that was it. Um, and I knew that at some point that I would have my business full time, but I did not know I would be pushed out of the bird's nest so fast <laughs> to try to uh, figure out how to fly on my way down. Awesome story. Listeners are definitely going to learn a lot from your story. So because in the in the beginning, you're not always equipped. If you're going to think that, okay, I want everything fancy to be ready before I launch anything then yeah chances are you're not gonna launch because in the beginning you don't know what is perfect what is not perfect because because the person doesn't know like what is gonna work what is not gonna work if you are producing if if, if I'm producing some content if I'm producing this podcast like if nobody's gonna listen to it I'm gonna twist the trend I'm gonna twist it to the market way like what people are liking if I'm gonna think that okay I want fancy mic I want fancy studio and I'm gonna launch then my podcast now forget about it I wasn't I, I would have never ever launched this podcast in the first take yes absolutely <laughs> it's always a learning lesson every single even at this point I'm like I'm six years in and I'm still every day learning something new or striving for something new or having another goal because you know you realize as an entrepreneur as you're hitting these milestones at first the big milestone i think for everyone is i just want to get to ten thousand dollars a month in my business and then you get there and you're like oh that was nothing <laughs> so, huh? I was, yeah i'm here now that was nothing i have a lot of expenses too so i don't know <laughs> if this is yeah i don't i don't know and so then you you set your other milestones and there's always going to be something to strive for. And as you're striving for 
that next thing, there comes a, a slew of lessons that you never knew before because you've never been in that space before. And so even though there are a lot of lessons, it's, it's, it's a great ride. Um, it's one of those roller coaster rides where, you know, it could be chug, chug, chugging your way up to the top of that roller coaster. And you're like, okay, I know something's about to happen. And then, you know, you're woo coasting on the way down. <laughs> and, um, and then you're going back right back up again to, to the next thing. And so it's, it's a really fun ride. And there are times where it does get frustrating. There have been times where I just wanted to throw in the towel. I'm like, you know what? My, I, I need to update my resume and I need to just go ahead and apply for a position somewhere. But, you know, I, I have people in my life that are like, no, like you can't do that. And so they would push me, you know, on those times where I was too weak to push myself anymore. So that then it's like, okay, let me just pick myself back up and give it another go. And then that, that one go can be the difference between, wow, like this, now my business looks completely different than it did just a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need those motivating people in your life. Sometimes, yes, internal motivation is 100% necessary, but sometimes you feel low. It's you are human. I am human. We all are human. So humans goes through the phases up and down and if you are down phase if you are in the down phase you need some kind of motivating people in your life to bring you up because internal motivation is important without internal motivation no one can give you a boost to bring your motivation up to the high level and you can start working at your optimal level again yes yes yeah. there has to be there has to be that internal thing there. I think for me, um, mm -hmm. that internal pool was, you know, I, I shared the story of when I got out of an abusive relationship. When I was younger, I was in an abusive relationship and I walked away from it. And um, my three children were really small at that time. Mm -hmm. They're all teenagers now, but they were really small at that time. And I got my, my place. There was a a townhouse and I just knew like, okay, this is a new beginning for me, but I couldn't find a job anywhere. I didn't have the skill set that I had now and I didn't know what I was going to do to bring in the money that I needed. And so I was evicted from that house. And I remember that day where the sheriff came in and they put all of my stuff out on the curb, all of my belongings, everything that I owned to my name was just sitting on the curb like it was trash and I, I grabbed uh, a disposable camera because at the time that was a thing yeah. I grabbed the disposable camera and I took a picture of my face and I still have it to this day and I and I made a promise to myself I promised myself that I would never be in that situation again and I would build a something that would allow myself to always be able to take care of myself and my children and leave something for them you know when I'm no longer here and so that promise that I made to myself that during that time is that internal thing that kicks in every time I want to give up every time it seems like it's too hard every time there's a, a challenging situation that comes up and I just don't know what to do I, I think about that day and I think about that promise that I made to myself and every day I make that same promise and I fulfill that promise because it's, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than uh, the original dream that I had or the original vision I have. It's, it's something that is helping change lives. When, I, when a business owner, just like yesterday, a client mm -hmm. texts me and she's like, I, I just got 
to my first 20K month. And I remember having just a call with her last year and she's like, I, I want to do this for my kids. And mm -hmm. so it's like, I'm not just helping businesses. I'm helping, uh, you know, single mothers. I'm helping single fathers. I'm helping families. I'm helping, you know, uh, the community. I'm helping shift the things that are around me. And that's the part that I know um, keeps driving me mm -hmm. every single day. Huge respect, huge respect. And uh, I want to ask you, what kind of change would you like to see in this world? As you know, like a lot of things are going on right now, nowadays. What kind of change would you like to see in this world? I really, you know, I think taking on changing the world is such a, a large task, but people don't realize the, lar the largest task that you can take on is healing within yourself. When you can heal the things that you've gone through, if you can heal from your past mistakes, your past experiences, when you can release that, those lower vibrational things such as like guilt and shame and um, all of those type of things, and you can really thrive and you can give and pour into other people from a healed space, I think that's where it starts because you start with within yourself first and then you start within your home next and then you start within your community after that and then you start with your city and then you you branch out and you'll see that the people that you touched in your community and your city they're the ones that are going out and it's a ripple effect because then that's where you change the world but it has to start within yourself mm -hmm. yep 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 it has to start from within yourself like I, like nowadays i've seen brands are pushing a lot of money behind the marketing campaigns against black lives matter but inside we don't know how they deal with the people and now it's all about marketing campaign just they want to take your take their name out yeah they are also part of the this uh, whole thing what is going on but internally you never know what they what they were doing before what were their practices now everybody is yeah supporting black lives matter before it was different right 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 yeah and that's the thing i i don't i'm not here for the the big emotional tugs in the moment mm -hmm. i'm here for the change that can come for from my lifetime and so i i, I really and you know some people they get upset like well why don't you say something and it's like well i don't want to say anything i just want to keep taking action every single day within myself within my home within my community within you know the space that i'm in because from that it's going to be a long-term change that i see over my lifetime as opposed to a momentary uh you know the, the momentary push for you know change which is good because some because i don't i don't even knock that because i feel like certain people are called to certain things some people you know that is their calling is to go for those moments where they can give a big push in and force change in that moment but then there are some that are called to more of a lifetime change that happens over time and so i'm committed to the lifetime change mm -hmm. awesome awesome way of thinking i loved it and where can we learn more about you and your business sure so you can learn more about me um, at turdon.com, T-E-R-D-A-W-N.com. I'm the only Turdon in the world out of 7 billion people. So I was able to grab my domain. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and so turdon.com is my website where you can learn more about me and um, the coaching that I do and, and all of the things, um, my speaking 
um, and the things that I'm doing. And then if you want to learn about my company or what my company does and who we've helped and, and everything like that, that's creativityhelps.com, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-T-Y-H-E-L-P-S.com. So creativity helps everything. So creativityhelps.com. Thank you so much, Don, for coming to the pod today. Thanks no a lot. No problem. Thank you.